Diversity and inclusion are now measures of excellence and ultimate trump cards not only in culture, but increasingly in the church. But what do these words mean, and how do they square with a Christian worldview? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 11 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. Diversity and inclusiveness are mantras of the emerging postmodern ideological religion of moral relativism and political correctness. Not that these values are necessarily bad or wrong in themselves. Diversity can be a good thing. So can inclusiveness, if you aren't tossing aside morality when you use the term. But definitions vary with the ideology of the user. Certainly, diversity is a watchword of our culture today. One's demography is now destiny. News stories of appointments to government offices lead with the gender, race, or ethnicity, maybe sexual orientation, of the appointee before they report the professional credentials and accomplishments that hopefully justify the appointment. I am saddened by the resurgence of racism in recent years, and I believe our society should continue to enlarge freedoms for all American citizens regardless of race. I'm not so sure that racializing virtually every issue, calling all differences the result of discrimination, much less white supremacy, or arguing any difference of results ipso facto violates the highly subjective idea of equity, is the answer to racial harmony. There's a better way, the biblical way. Some 2,000 years ago, God ordained something called the church, understood in lower case as a local body of believers— and usually non-believers as well, and capitalized as the church, the transcultural, trans-country, trans-time, body of Christ, the universal church, the family of God. The church, by definition, is diverse. How can it not be? Thinking of it as the family of God, it includes believers from every kindred and tongue since Adam and Eve. Heaven is and will be the most diverse place we've ever been. So, too, today is the universal church, the body of Christ on earth. It's diverse. Americans, sure, but Chinese, Russians, Iranians, Saudis, and more are part of the church, not due to nationality, but due to their relationship with Christ. The church is the picture of a diversity that includes every nationality, black, brown, yellow, red, and white race, ethnicity, both sexes, all ages, and languages. However, while these attributes bring a richness to our world, none determine moral character and virtue. What matters is not demography, but habits of the heart. Put another way, God created everyone and cares about their race and their sex, but he cares far more about whether in their heart they honor him. So should we. Meanwhile, some so-named progressives emphasize inclusiveness But what they really mean by this is sexual orientation and gender identity, not just biology, but socially constructed morality. These attitudes about sexual orientation and gender identity, the acronym SOGI or SOGI, are now the point of the spear of a rapidly emerging ideologically driven religious worldview that directly rejects Judeo-Christian values. Sadly, what these progressives mean by inclusion is a different doctrine than the creation order and morality given in the Word of God. Their inclusive view may sound loving, but in the end it is not. 
Affirming falsehood, which is to say a lie that perpetuates irrationality and unreality, does not help anyone, least of all the person caught in a web of confusion and struggle about his or her sexual desires or perceived gender fluidity. Love your neighbor as yourself is the best inclusive statement ever written, but it comes with the rest of God's design. Certainly, Christians must help individuals struggling with their understanding of their sexuality and their sex. There is no place, none, zero for harsh, arrogant, or self-righteous attitudes, much less physical or emotional abuse ostensibly in the name of the Lord. We can and we should love the person, even as we disagree with gentleness and respect with their lifestyle choices. Jesus loved, accepted, and forgave the thief on the cross personally and spiritually, but this did not constitute an affirmation of the thief's thievery. Christians who believe the Word of God cannot simply wave aside God's definitions of moral matters. Accepting people struggling with sexuality as a person, made in the image of God and loved by God? Absolutely. Accepting them without personal condemnation while speaking the truth in love? Yes. Accepting their struggle with dark forces and embracing, defending, or endorsing their choices? No. Adopting their redefinition of language and use of fabricated pronouns? No. So inclusiveness is a loaded word. Like tolerance, inclusiveness generally now applies to anything and anyone except biblical Christianity and Christians, particularly on public university campuses and increasingly in politics, media, and in some churches and denominations. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, Follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. Sexual progressivism is also the point of the spear when it comes to religious liberty. Increasingly expressed biblical views of sexuality are labeled hate speech. Individuals or even churches who publicly cite biblical views of sexuality are declared intolerant, bigoted, hate mongers, racist, sexist, phobic. Under the guise of inclusiveness or non-discrimination, religious, especially Christian, convictions and the liberty to hold them and speak or teach them in a free society are now coming under attack. Worse, these views are called unacceptable, and thus it is argued they should be silenced and the people who express them canceled, which can mean loss of freedom of speech, due process, reputation, influence, or even employment. So beware. The diversity qua inclusiveness being touted now by progressives is not the diversity God established and blessed either in the created order or in the church. Current trends toward cultural diversity are divisive centrifugal forces pulling apart the country and many in the church. On the other hand, the diversity in the universal church is a beautiful fellowship based on righteousness and created reality, allowing for blessed unity and peace. The history of Christianity teaches us that every generation has introduced new error, new challenges to the faith once delivered in the Word of God. But no ruler, regime, or ideology, no false religion, no ism, nothing has ever or ever will prevail against the Christian church. The Word of God is given for all times, countries, and cultures, and in it there's no room for prejudice, racism, idolatry, immorality, only unity of the faith. In God's kingdom, 
the family of God, and the diverse universal church. The Bible says there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Scripture says, walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. Well, we'll see you again soon. For more Christian commentary, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, Discerning What is Best, or check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin, that's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Stand firm.